Hello everyone and welcome to a special episode of Games Are Fun. Today we are giving you our review for The Last of Us Part 2. My name is Luke Armstrong and I am your host. Joining me today for this spoiler-free spoiler free review is Adam Beagle. Adam, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Doing really good. Making his return to Games Are Fun is Garrett Neely. Garrett, welcome back to the show. Hey guys, how are y'all doing? I'm happy to be back. I've uh, been on a little bit of a hiatus, but I had to come back just to talk about this game. And so I'll be here for this episode and the spoiler cast next week. And I'm excited to talk about it with you guys. Awesome. It's great to have you back. I was really excited when you said that uh, you're picking this game up and uh, that you were able to come on the review because more, I think the having three of us makes for, for much better discussion. So uh, thank you. Thank you so much for coming back. Absolutely. Before we get this review underway, there are a couple things we wanted to mention. Episodes of Games Are Fun release every single week. Each week we get together to discuss the biggest topics in the video game industry and give impressions on recent game releases. Games Are Fun is available on podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Just search for Games Are Fun on your platform of choice. If this is your first time checking out Games Are Fun, I encourage you to check out some of our other episodes if you're interested in general game and news discussions. We typically only do game-specific episodes like this one for, for major releases, so uh, please go check, check our other shows to kind of get a feel for what Games Are Fun normally looks like. Be greatly appreciated if you could subscribe to the show on whatever platform you listen on. If you are one of the many listeners using Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving us a review. Now, before we jump into things, I wanted to start off by just giving a rundown of what this review is going to look like. So we wanted to do a review for people who are still in the process of either completing The Last of Us Part 2 or haven't had a chance to play it at all. Uh, we're going to try our best to give detailed impressions and opinions on the game, but because considering this is a very narrative-heavy video game, some of our comments may come across as a little bland or broad or very general. Um, you know, we want to give our opinions and impressions on the game, but at the same time, we don't want to spoil this game because there's a lot that happens, and I, I would say the story is the biggest part of the game and probably has you know, weighs the most on how we feel about it. So we're going to try our best to not spoil anything and to to also do a good job at telling you how we felt about the game. That being said, we are going to talk about spoilers for The Last of Us as this is its sequel, right? So if you're listening to this review, I'm assuming that you've played the first game. If you haven't, I would probably start off by playing that before you listen to a review for a sequel of a game you haven't played because, you know, it just, there's you know, there's stuff that happened in the first game that pull over into the, the first game. And so we got to talk about some of the story stuff. Um, so please avoid this if you are, are still waiting to play the first game. Uh, this episode... The episode we really want you to check out is next week's episode because that's going to be our Last of Us Part 2 spoiler cast. In that episode, we're going to talk about everything in the game. And I mean everything. We're going to talk about the story, everything we liked, didn't like. We're going to talk about very specific scenes, including how that game ends. So please do not listen to next week's episode until you have beat the game. And if you're one of those people that, you know, you, you don't think you're going to play The Last of Us and but you still don't really know anything about the game, like still still try and avoid this, this spoiler because you never know if you get a change of heart and want to, to experience that thing 
for the first time just like all of us did so um yeah don't listen to that one until you beat the game it's always going to be there you can come back afterwards that spoiler cast is going to drop monday morning july 6th at 8 a.m eastern time so please give that a listen all right i think that's it for for housekeeping stuff let's get into the review so where i wanted to start off with of course like our other reviews is just getting some quick impressions from y'all uh what do we think of the last of us part two and i also am curious um if you guys could provide like how long it took you to beat the game so adam i'm gonna throw things over to you first so this was a really solid game uh naughty dog they knocked it out of the park again um you know, for those that had listened to previous episodes, I wasn't sure I was going to get this game because um, I love the first one. I didn't think it needed a sequel. Um, still don't, <laughs> but uh, they did a really good job of creating a uh, a really great game that it just kind of uh, expands on the first game really well. And you know, Naughty Dog, known for their storytelling had another amazing story um and it was just you know it it was it it felt good getting back into that world and kind of experiencing things and um i i really i sat down with it on launch day and it was one of those things where i just wanted to keep going through and you know experience that story more and more so i ended up playing through i actually beat it uh in like four days i think uh it took me about 25 hours to do it in total somewhere around there um but yeah it was one of those things like one i didn't want it spoiled for me and uh you know i was really engrossed in that story so i definitely um wanted to get through it as quickly as possible so yeah um really solid job fine work again by uh naughty dog awesome how about you garrett yeah so um I don't remember if Luke mentioned this, but I had not actually played the first game until a week before, maybe about a week and a half, two weeks before Last of Us Part Two came out. You know, it went on sale on PSN for like ten bucks, and I was like, man, you know, that's that's a good deal. I got to go ahead and jump in. Um, I had actually tried it on PS3 before. That controller's awful. I could not get into it, and I just said that game's not for me. Um, but you know, once I played through the first game, I was like, yeah, I, I got to get this game. I got to. I got to be there for part two as well. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, my overall impression is this is absolutely one of the greatest stories in a video game ever told. Um, Death Stranding is one of my favorites as well. I think this easily tops that as t- in terms of storytelling. And um, yeah, it took me about, actually, it didn't take me about 24 hours. It took me 24 hours on the dot. I went and looked before we uh, got on the show here. And yeah, 24 hours and zero minutes. So um I think from real world time, it took me about seven days, uh, about a week. So um, now one of those days, the the final day, I probably should have broken it up into two days because I played like 10 hours straight. But um, I I had to see the ending and I had to make my way through the through the rest of that game. So, um, yeah, my, my overall quick impression is just that this is a story that I think everyone needs to experience. Awesome. For myself, I really 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 like this game uh i like it more than i expected to be honest now throwing it back to adam i was kind of in that same boat of just not really knowing how i felt about this game going in it i would easily put the last of us 
the first game in like my top five. I don't know where it fits in there because I'm always debating that, but it, it's it's like one of the best video games I've ever played. I ramble on all the time about how I just I put story as my number one, <laughs> you know, the, the thing that I I care about the most in video games because that's just kind of why I play video games and that game as you know we, as we all know it was exceptional in its its narrative and it was so good that I just didn't ever think that there would be a sequel right I, I they definitely set it up that they could continue the story and uh but I never really expected it so even when it was first announced I was I was unsure about it and then I would say it was the last state of play that we had before the game that was really just selling me and it all that was was just a snippet of combat um a couple trailers I think um Neil Druckmann got in there and talked about the game a little bit but I just like I don't know what it was it just seen seeing it and knowing it was just around the corner for release just got me all excited for it and so playing the game yeah I I just like couldn't find really much to say that I didn't like about it I uh I've heard of different criticisms um you know from from you guys and from online and I just never felt like that through the entire game. Um, so I know that word masterpiece is being thrown around. To me, my, my definition of what a masterpiece means, I would easily put The Last of Us Part Two as that. I would say it isn't my favorite video game of all time because it is very heavy and very dark in some sections. And it doesn't necessarily, even though there's some feel-good moments in it, it doesn't make you feel very happy while playing it necessarily so for that reason i wouldn't say it's my favorite but um you know i want i'm planning on platinuming it and i think after a second playthrough i can start coming to the conclusion of if it's one of if not the best games i've ever played like i know that's very high praise after someone who's just played the game once but i just i've never been so absorbed into um uh like a a video game or anything really movies tv shows um any piece of media has i've never been so consumed about it and thinking about it while i'm playing it and then you know after i'm not when i'm not playing it thinking about it and even after i beat it three days after i'm still taking notes on things that i really loved about it and uh so yeah i i'm I'm super high on it, so I do want to start off by saying before we dive into different details that I, because I feel so strongly about it, I, I apologize in advance if I come across as defensive or anything. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I am saying that because I feel so strongly about it, so I'm obviously my natural instinct is going to be defend something I really, really enjoyed, um, so... I, I did want to say that because we've already talked a little bit in our group chat and I know that all three of us kind of are on different levels of this game. So I just wanted to put that there. And then to, just to conclude my little mo opening monologue here is uh, it took me, I don't know the exact, but yeah, I would, I think I checked before like the last, I saved before the last scene in the game ish and it said 24 hour something. So uh, that's pretty cool that all of us literally almost <laughs> had the exact same time uh, to play. And then I 
binged it hard on the first two days, um, like all day Friday, a good portion of Saturday. Uh, and then the Sunday, Monday, I wasn't able to play it. And then I think I finished it on like Wednesday. Uh, so almost a week, like five days ish. So we're all kind of like within a week, which is pretty cool. So Mm -hmm. one other thing I wanted to say real quick about the storyline is that, you know, I'm not the kind of person that gets like shocked by a, a twist really in anything, a movie, a book, a TV show. I think a lot of things we see coming and they're not that shocking. And even if you didn't see it coming, you're like, well, I can see how they set that up. Yeah. And there was no lie, at least three or four moments in this game where my, my jaw literally dropped and looking back at stuff that I definitely should have seen coming, but stuff that was just so impactful that, that it, it, it literally made my jaw drop. And so when I say this is like one of the best stories in a game, that's actually an understatement. It's it's one of the best stories in, in any medium, I think, um, that I've heard in a long, long time. So just a little extra yeah. incentive there to, to play that game is that, is that yeah. I just think it, that there's there's a lot going on there. In a world of remakes and you know, remasters and things like that, like it's really nice to see great original content uh being made and and that's exactly what this is um you know in in every industry movies um you know movies especially like we just keep seeing old ips being remade redone remastered games are following suit with that so so yeah i mean it's it's a huge uh as as heavy as the story is it's a huge breath of fresh air to have that sort of uh, those sort of moments where you really feel something because it's something brand new and original um, and and really thought provoking. So, yeah, no, for sure. It's like obviously Naughty Dog has that reputation of creating games with a uh, pretty strong narrative. That's obviously one of their big focuses. And, you know, I, I, they, they probably. Like, it would be so hard to follow up with The Last of Us because it was so, like, it, it, it like people put it as the best video game of all time. Like, it, it is on that list for many lists. And so how do you follow up something like that, right? Like, if you try to stray too far and do something too different, that's going to piss people off. If you don't do enough, then it's not going to live up to the first one and it's going to piss people off. And... You know, I think regardless, it's one of the, because it had that acclaim. I think that's why it's a little um, polarizing. You know what I mean? Like there, there are people that really don't like this game, and there are people that really love this game. It, it reminds me of I think, and you've we already brought up Death Stranding, that that's why it's we we compare it right. Death Stranding was one of those games that you you're not everyone was hot on it. You know, some people really didn't care for it because of all the things that it was trying to do. Um, and I think that the last of us is kind of has that as well. So yeah, it's interesting. Uh, like when review embargo dropped and we saw all these 10 out of 10s across the board, it's opening with like a 96 on Metacritic and it's like, okay, are any of us surprised? Not really. And then it, what was more interesting is when the the players got their hands on it, right? And that that really sparked a whole controversy in itself because 
of, of certain decisions that were made in the game. And, you know, this game was leaked before we already were kind of talking about that, the leaks. Like, this game just has a really interesting kind of story ahead of, beside, like, totally aside from the game itself. And so that's what also makes it pretty fascinating in my eyes is that it's this awesome piece of media, but at the same time, it's also full of all these little things that happened before and after it released. So, um, you know, that, that definitely influences my opinion on the game and stuff like that. But let's, let's move into story for, if we want, um, obviously we can't talk about too much of the story because that, that would be giving it away. But uh, what I wanted to talk about more is just give our opinions on the, the structure of the game story, again, without spoilers, um, talk a little bit about the characters, and I think a great starting point is just talking about Ellie as a character. The last we saw her was four four years ago, was four or five years ago? Mm-hmm. And, four years? Yeah, and so she is a completely different person. We saw that from trailers before going into the game, but... Um, I'll I'll toss it back to to Adam here. How did how did you feel about the game story? I think it was a really great story, um, and I think it was it was told really well. There was uh, some structuring to it that I didn't really care for, um, but I think overall um, it was it was a really great journey. Uh, the the characters. Um, you know, because in the, in the first game, it's it's all like, it's all about Joel and Ellie, right? Mm-hmm. And in this game, um, you know, you're you're seeing so much more Ellie. Like I, I'd say, even in the first game, like it was most, maybe not mostly Joel, but it was a lot of Joel. And um, you know, you only had small sections where you played as Ellie in the first one. And this game is is so much more of Ellie, and I think that was great to kind of expand on on her world and how she's grown since the events of the first game um and and how she continues to grow um you know and there are some uh great structural uh storytelling that they use in the game that i really liked that i you know we'll talk about later but um you know but just the care the additional characters the additional storytelling um you know that that there wasn't a ton of because there were you know some characters that just came really in and out of the first game um you know this this gives you a little bit more of like a core group to uh kind of you know get to know and get you know emotionally attached to so um you know i, I think they they did just a, a bang up job creating this world and creating the characters for sure how about you Garrett? Yeah, i'd agree with that and and along those lines um you know i I felt like they gave us a lot more uh, uh, characters to care about um you know in the in the first game it's kind of like you meet a character and then you find out kind of their story and then they either die or they go on their own way you know and in this game it's there's a lot more characters that you grow with you learn about more about their story and you learn to actually care about them more than just like well they were just a companion for an hour or two and then they're gone or whatever um so i think they did a great job of not making you just care about joel and ellie's story but making you care about other people in this world um which is something that the first game 
they did a little bit of, uh, you know, like with, uh, I think Michael and Sam were the characters' names. Like, those are probably the characters in the first game that I really cared about the most outside of the the main, uh, you know, Joel and Ellie and, and maybe Tommy, I would add to that as well. But um, in this game, like I said, it's just it's just another level where, where you, you, you truly care about a handful of characters in this game and, and you want to know what's going to happen to them and where their story's going and where their story has come from in the past as well. So, um, yeah, that's really the, the main thing that stood out to me as a, a difference in the storyline of this game and the storyline of the first game is just the character building, um, across the board. And then the other thing I would say is that, you know, I, I've heard um, people from Naughty Dog, I think it was Neil Druckmann himself, say that this is a game about hate. And while I see that, um, that's not what my ultimate takeaway from the game was. Um, I can't really get into that in this part of the review, but um, I would just say if that turns you off, if the, the idea of the game being about hate turns you off, then I would still play the game. Um, I think you, you, you will take away some other things other than just, you know, the violence and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, they, they definitely set this game up before it released as well, even just from what we had seen, right. Bits of gameplay trailers that it's this really dark, gritty story. And it is, there's some really brutal stuff that you witness during this game, but there's also like a lot of great happy moments and, Moments that make you feel happy, um, sad, joyful, you know, like it, it pulls other emotions out of you. And um, I think that it's easy to have that that misconception that it is, you know, be, you know, based on what we've seen. But I think you're absolutely right, Garrett, in talking about characters and how um, how how much those have evolved from the first game, because obviously Joel and Ellie were their their character arcs and their who they were as characters and how their their relationship was was really fascinating to to be a part of and witness that but you're right the some of the characters that you come into contact in the first game i think it was um sam and henry if i'm not mistaken henry yeah that's right and uh Tess is that the first girl that you're kind of with I think and then Tess mm-hmm. yeah and Tess um, Bill you know Bill, in, in Bill's yeah. town there like all all kind of great characters in their own but it's just like they not only do a great job at because because Ellie's really the only character and a little bit of Tommy that are are the most developed I guess from the first game right they're the and Joel um they they they're the ones that we know the most about going into it and it's funny because at the end you you do care about all the other characters right that are just kind of side characters um you know you know their names and and i i was just i think that that was so impressive and and something that um caught me off guard for sure because even even though I cared about Tess and Bill and Sam and Henry in the first game and in the moment I was watching Megan and I, I play I should say I did play like four or five hours worth of the first game I didn't get a chance to beat it again to to prep but uh, I watched Megan play it and I was seeing these characters I'm like I totally forgot about Sam and Henry you know what I mean like th- they were 
great in the moment, but they were kind of forgettable. But like, I felt like in this game, I will remember these characters for a much longer period of time, like a year down the road when I'm thinking of the last of us, of course, I'm going to be thinking of Ellie and Joel and, but I'm also going to be thinking about all these new characters that they introduced and how just well flushed out they were from top to bottom. So I think that's a really good point. And then just seeing Ellie and how much she's changed in the four years from the first game. And, you know, she's, she feels familiar someone that we spent a lot of time with and got to know, but at the same time, there's also a good chunk of time that we don't really know what she went through and um, how much that had impacted her life. And so it's interesting because we feel so familiar with Ellie, or at least I did, sorry, speaking for everyone. I I felt like I knew Ellie going into the game, um, but the game does a good job at reminding you that maybe you don't and you're a little far removed from the Ellie that you know, right? That four years, a lot can happen, especially in a post-apocalyptic world. And it's uh, fascinating how they they played with that a little bit. And again, I'll just leave it at that. But yeah, the story, I just, I can't get over it enough. I can't wait to talk about it in more detail, obviously, when we get to the spoiler cast. But um. Did you guys want to say anything else about the game story, characters, or do you want to transition into talking a little bit about the gameplay? Yeah, I don't know how much more we can really say about the story without yeah, right? spoiling like, yeah. anything, so we should probably <laughs> right. tread lightly and kind yeah. of move on to some Agreed. more systems-based yeah. discussion. <laughs> let's let's do that, because, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, sweating. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm getting close to <laughs> saying say something. Don't say it. Don't say it. So let's talk about the gameplay, because... I wanted to, to set it up by saying that there's kind of like this feeling towards Naughty Dog games. When we're talking about Uncharted and Last of Us, that the combat system and the actual gameplay mechanics of it are, are the weakest point. And I, I'm not saying, I'm just saying this is a general statement that I've heard people say um, online and in, in the gaming community, per se. And so... First of all, what I want to ask you guys is what? how did you feel about the first game's co- combat and then kind of maybe transition to talking about the, the combat in the sequel? So I'll, uh, you can go ahead, Adam. It's been a while since you've talked. So um, I think it's, you know, very comparable to the first game, um, you know, in terms of combat and things. I, I know in the, the first game I had to put it on the easiest mode to get through because I'm just I'm not a stealth guy. Um, and it is very stealth heavy gameplay. So in the first game, I had to turn it on easy, um, to, to get through that game because it's just not my play style. Um, totally, you know, baby ass baby mode for, for the first game. And, uh, you know, I, I have, I I didn't feel bad about it. Like, because again, the, the main point for, for that game for me was getting the story, getting the lore, uh, in this game. I feel like they made some nice quality of life improvements, um, you know, as far as being able to uh, craft things and maybe even the amount of of things that you find to be able to do the crafting. um, I feel like that sort of made it so that you always had tools at your disposal. Um, I played through this game on easy. So there's what five difficulties from very easy to very hard, I think. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I did on easy. It was a step just below normal. 
and the game was actually probably a little too easy for me like i probably could have put it on normal and been perfectly fine i don't think i would have strayed into like hard or very hard um but uh easy was yeah it was, it was definitely pretty easy I, I can't even imagine how easy very easy would be um you know for someone like me to be able to play through on easy and and maybe even normal um you know it just it, it shows that it's much more accessible than the first game was mm -hmm. i think uh in terms of combat so uh combat itself was relative it, it was it was okay. It was fun. Um, again, stealth isn't really my thing. Resource management isn't really my thing either. And in, in these games, you really have to manage your ammo and your tools and the, uh, you know, the crafting items that you find. So having to rely on resource management, it, obviously it, it adds some tension. It adds to the world. Um, you know, it really gives you that sense of like, hey, we can't just stockpile ammo and just kind of run and gun throughout. So it does fit in with the the world that they've created. But, um, you know, it's just not really my my type of gameplay is all. But it was fine. Like I, um, you know, I, I don't hate it by any means. I think for what it is, for me not being stealth or like resource management oriented person, they managed to still make it fun or enjoyable enough to to mm -hmm. get through so it wasn't like oh my god i hate this like just get me out of combat like it was uh there were certainly some some fun instances that i got into some um precarious situations that i had to get myself out of um so yeah i, I uh yeah, overall like it, again it was it was pretty solid um you know again if it wasn't just for my certain play style that didn't really mix with me. I think they, they overall did a good job. The biggest quality of life thing for me um, is, you know, instead of having to craft shivs to do like your uh, solid melee attacks, like Ellie just has this uh, switchblade that she can just use anytime. So th that was a, a huge uh, step in accessibility for me because I just feel like I never had enough shivs in the first game uh, to be able to do those. Um, you know, close range or, or stealth kills. So I was very happy that they did that. Yeah, and it, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the first game have, like, uh, doors that you had to have a shiv to access or something like that? Yeah, mm -hmm. and that was always a piss-off because I'm like, I want collectibles, <laughs> but I also need yeah. these shivs to, like, protect true, myself. True. So I, yeah, yeah. big shout-out to that. I agree. Yep. Yeah, for me... um yeah, I did the same thing as Adam. The first game I started on, I guess, normal or whatever the middle difficulty was, wasn't wasn't working for me. You know, way too few resources. Um, it, combat just felt a little clunky to me in the first game. And uh, the stealth, I just absolutely could not do. Um, and I do actually like stealth games. I'm not great at them, but I do enjoy them. Uh, but yeah, the, the first game I dropped down to easy about 45 minutes into it and had no issue from then on. Um, I did play this one on whatever the middle normal difficulty was. And I felt like the amount of resources that you found was comparable to the first game on easy. I never felt like I was short on anything. Um, and then when I did, I realized that's the game telling me you need to switch to a different weapon because you're just favoring one and, and you're, um, you, you know, you're wasting all that, that ammo or that specific type of weapon or whatever it is. Um, so for me, yeah, I, I 
feel like the gameplay is definitely more refined. Um, I in the first game, you know, when it was on easy, I didn't feel like I even had to do stealth. I just mm-hmm. kind of ran through and shotgunned everybody in the face. And in this game, yeah, I, I felt like I still needed to do stealth, but it was doable. It was fun to do, and it was um, just. I don't know. I can't put my finger on exactly what changed. It just felt better. Um, it just felt like you could. I feel like maybe in the first game, like the awareness of the enemies was just jacked up way too high or something. Because I just felt like any little step I took, they'd hear me and come a running. And I, I didn't feel that way in this game. Um, it just felt like um, everything had just been polished a lot more. And, you know, with seven years to work on it, I would expect it to be. And so that was uh, a huge plus in my book because that definitely was the weakest part of the first game for me was the, the gameplay. Not that I hated it, but it just was more of a vehicle for the story than anything to me. And um, I'm glad that in this game I had a little bit more enjoyment out of the actual mm-hmm. gameplay and not just the story. So, Yeah, the the combat, like, even when I talk about Uncharted, um, some people have an issue with Naughty Dog shooting mechanics, and I never felt that um, with this part two or the first game. It was that, yeah, the stealth that I kind of had issue with with the first game. I felt like enemies would spot, like you said, Garrett spot way too easily um but i yeah i just i i was so immersed in the first game story that i didn't really care too much until my my recent playthrough right and even though i didn't i only played a quarter of the game i was reminded pretty early on that i'm like oh yeah this doesn't feel like super great you know especially compared to like games in this generation of 2020 you know what i mean and the mechanics behind that um and so when i did play part two that was a huge it was noticeable on how much they had improved this stealth you know they showed off in the trailer of ellie kind of using the grass and that's something that was in the game for pretty much the entire entirety of the game of using the environment and i just felt like the stealth felt more realistic right um Mm -hmm. Obviously to the point where, you know, they and they talked about this in the state of play of how an enemy, if he's standing up and you're just kind of crouched in the grass, if you get close enough, you could you could see somebody like, you know, crouched in the grass. But if you're proned out, it's going to be a little bit more difficult, especially if the grass is, you know, four feet high or whatever. And so I like that they did that so that when an enemy there was that sound of like the, like it's getting louder of like, Hey, the enemy is like, Mm -hmm. no, something's kind of up over there where you're at. It like, it felt like, I'm like, well, yeah, obviously like look at where I'm standing and how exposed I am. And I just, I I thought they did that really well. Um, And I liked how I could in, in when I would was trying to do stealth that I could kind of, um, you know, it, it I, I felt like it was accurate in the way that, you know, if the environment, some environments were, were more tricky to do stealth. And I think that that was on purpose. You know what I mean? It felt realistic because sometimes in video games, especially that if they're trying to have some realistic, if it's a, like a realistic game, like I think of like Call of Duty, obviously it's a first person shooter and they prioritize 
gameplay and mechanics and everything like that. But, you know, they have barricades everywhere and things that are obvious for, like, cover in shooters, right? And I felt like this game provided cover, but it was all, like, realistic cover. It didn't seem like, oh, put, you know, cement block here for Ellie to... Like, there was a bit of that, but it also felt, like, natural for a... Seattle 25 years later kind of thing so I I thought that 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 the combat system kind of worked really well in unison with the story this game and I felt that it did a good job at like um I know you guys like I'll ask you guys did you feel that the combat or like clearing out certain areas was too long I feel like there were sections that got a little lengthy, um, but what I realized uh, later in the game that that I probably should have tried earlier is that in those sections, you can just run away. Like You can just mm-hmm. shoot a couple guys close to you and then take off running, and you can make it through, and you don't have to kill everybody in an area. You don't have to take them all out. Um, and so I think maybe if I played the game again knowing that, that some of those sections that frustrated me early on might not be such a big frustration to me this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, it was it was a, a little ways into the game where I'm like, oh, like, you know, I, I, it just makes more sense to just kind of sneak my way through this area, you know, stay undercover and then just get to wherever the exit is and kind of take people out as needed to to get over there and just try and, you know, keep you know, really taking advantage of the, the stealth mechanics in the game to be as quiet as possible, only take out who I need to, and then get to uh, get to the exit and mm-hmm. get on to the next area. So yeah, I think I think that definitely helped. If you are trying to clear out entire areas, or if you slip up and you make noise, and then all of a sudden everyone's alert and they're coming at you, um, it, it can be a little bit of a pain, or it can it can take a little bit longer. Uh, to get through those sections if you do that. So um, I think kind of not going out of your way. Now, part of me really wanted to go out of my way and just like take everybody out because like, screw these guys, they're they're the enemies. Um, but it just wasn't always prudent to do that. Why I, I didn't have much trouble with resources, if I were to take the time to take everyone out in an area, um, I would maybe could have run low on resources had I done that. So it was just, it was faster and it was just more efficient to not kill everybody on my way through. Yeah. I, if I'm being honest, I killed every single enemy that I came across (laughs) in the game, but that was my choice due to the fact that I wanted to clear everyone out and then I wanted to go around and try to get any collectibles. Um, And like, I will say maybe there could have been one section where I, you know, I think the story pushes you in a couple areas where you couldn't kill. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. the option is clear that you need to get the hell out of here kind of thing. But I also liked how like when you would die that the game does remind you of that, of giving you combat tips or reminding you that sometimes running is an option. And um, I would always prioritize of like stealth. And then if shit hit the fan, I would move to try my best to clear all the enemies. And then, um, you know, if needed be, I would I would try to run. But even when I, at that point, if I tried to run, I was usually getting shot down. But it's uh, I think if 
because I'm wanting to do a second playthrough. I, th I mean, my second playthrough, I could easily platinum this trophy uh, with New Game Plus and everything like that. I think that I w well, I guess that's that's the purpose I'm going to be going for collectibles. But like, if I didn't have that, that was on me, right? Like, if I played this game how I wanted, uh, or I didn't care about collectibles, or I just was kind of playing and like trying to make the game the gameplay and combat kind of integrate with the story of just like i think i would allow allowed myself to run more in those situations but um yeah i think the it gives you options right like there's no it, it, like everyone probably cleared different areas differently and that's that's pretty cool in itself right there yeah. was one section where i'm not sure if it was intended for you to have to sort of run through or if there was just a ton, because I swear enemies were, were respawning or something, because uh, it, it seemed like no matter how many I took out, they just kept coming and coming. But it wasn't like, again, there's there's certain parts where it's very obvious, and mm -hmm. this didn't feel like that. And the my, my thinking was, okay, I'm going to clear this out, I'm going to take a look around and explore. And it was kind of a large area, so I was looking forward to exploring the buildings, but it just seemed like I couldn't get any space. There was always pressure coming from every side. Like after I thought I cleared it, uh, a side out, there were people coming from that direction. Mm -hmm. And so it, I eventually got to the point. It's like, okay, I guess I'm just, I'm just running through and that's what I did. Um, and I alerted a lot of people in the process, but I was like, I don't know if they're ever going to stop. So I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I'm not sure if that's, it was meant to be like that or not, but that's what I ended up doing. For me, I played the first game on normal. I played this game on normal as well. And this game, like you said, Garrett, was more generous, I felt, in giving you resources and everything like that. Um, with me clearing out every section, I never really got too low. If there was ever a situation where I didn't have ammo, it's because, like you said, you're favoriting a certain weapon and it's telling you, look at all the your arsenal and, you know, try and, try and use some other things. But... It was it was difficult in that sense because there are only X amount of weapons that kind of work in a, a stealth stealth way, right? With um, being able to craft silencers um, for one of your pistols and you know your bow and arrow and everything like that. And so, yeah, I uh, I, I did think it was good, but I couldn't believe how many area like how much resources because there were still areas that I missed and I thought I had cleaned out every area, but I was watching Meg play through and there was like buildings that she's like, I don't even like, this is looks not familiar at all. And it was unique enough to stand out. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I have no idea what I missed, but I wanted to touch on accessibility because that is a cool feature that I utilized. I don't know if you guys did in your playthrough, but you could basically change the, the contrast is like to a high contrast visibility setting so the enemies are red you're blue and anything that can be interacted with is yellow everything else is like gray and there's just like an outline of the environment and stuff like that so uh, in certain like really large sections I would turn that on just so I could clear and pick up more resources and stuff like that because and it, it is it kind of was a way of cheating right these features are obviously for people who um 
you know, might have difficulty seeing the game and stuff like that. These are accessibility options for them. But I just thought it was cool how, and I wasn't the only one because I heard, I think some guys on Kind of Funny were talking about that too. And then, mm-hmm. um, so I, I did find that useful, but that was more, I was just turning it on just so I could find collectibles pretty much is the only reason. So, um, but the accessibility was cool because, yeah, there there's these five different, difficulty levels but if you look through the accessibility options like naughty dog did an amazing job with just making this game be able to adjust and adapt to players with um possible different impairments and stuff like that to make them have just as good of an experience so i know that we're getting more and more accessibility features but i do want to commend naughty dog for for doing that because that that is something that i think the the regular player wouldn't even know existed right so i wanted to to mention it um, mm-hmm. even the little things like uh, just being able to change the size and color of uh subtitles is huge yeah. like every game should have that option um and you know i don't know of very many that do mm-hmm. so i ended up wearing headphones for most of this game uh, whereas the first game i didn't and i just used subtitles but i really wanted to be immersed a little bit more in this one so i didn't actually use the subtitles but i went in there and messed with them for a while and was just kind of blown away with all the different things you could do just with that one setting no for sure it was uh definitely something that stood out uh exploration so we can talk a little bit about uh how much bigger this game is than the other one. It's still a linear narrative game that pushes you forward the whole time, but there are some pretty open spaces. How did you guys feel about that? Yeah, it felt, felt to me like, um, you know, I feel like you go less places in this game, but you're there. There's so much more to, to see. Um, I know that there are several, how do I say this? There's several scenes that you can skip completely. Uh, if you just don't happen to stumble upon the right place, uh, I want to be careful with how I say that, but, um, yeah, it's, it's huge. Um, it's honestly, sometimes was a little disorienting. Um, there's one specific section that's very, very large and I'm almost certain I missed a ton of stuff there. And I feel like I gathered like, more stuff in this section than any other part of the game. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, yeah, it just feels like, um, it was much more fleshed out. It feels like there was much less, um, samey environments. Like, uh, you know, you might have a coffee shop and then, uh, a, a, uh, you know, like a Halloween store kind of like in the first game and stuff like that, you know? So there's, there, it didn't feel like there was like, everything was a, a convenience store. Everything was just a general restaurant or something like that, which in the first game I felt like there were, while the environments were different because you were going to different places, a lot of the interiors inside of these places were kind of the same. Um, and you would, you would see some similar, um, you know, furniture and stuff like that. Yeah. But I can't recall seeing that many areas in this game that looked identical. Um, so I felt there was also some good sections that weren't just moving from building to building, but moving within a building, you know, going up and down inside of a building, which I don't recall very much of in the first game either. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, hats off to them. They, they definitely made a much larger world and, um, 
yeah, I missed I missed a lot of collectibles, so <laughs> I, I might go back as well at some point. I think I need a little little time away from the game, but yeah. um, I I did early on really really strive to find collectibles and explore and try to find every little nook and cranny. But as as things went on, I was just wanting to move along with the game, and so I I think I will go back eventually to explore some of the sections that I did kind of kind of run through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of kind of split on how I feel about it because in <clears throat> I actually prefer it as a sort of linear experience where you're just kind of, um, you know, just progressing from story beat to story beat. And I do agree, though, like having that sort of, you know, verticality to some of the areas being really nice as opposed to just going from one building to the next. Like it was really good, just overall, like level design. Um, Now, the the where I'm kind of split, though, is because there is a point where uh, you have sort of a more of like a sandboxy environment. And it was one of the things they showed on the state of play uh, for the game. <clears throat> and I thought that was really cool. And part of me thinks there should have been more of that because it was it was kind of a small section that they gave you. And it was, it was pretty neat. Um, but then that was kind of it. And there, there weren't more sections like that. And I was like, well, why... Why go through the, all the effort? Maybe it was just, you know, it was too much. It would have taken the game way, way longer to come out. I don't know. Um, but I thought it was neat. But on the other hand, it is something that, you know, you give the the player more control over the environment, where they go, what they do. Um, and that could, I could see that really being uh, something that would slow down the progress of the game and, and slowing down your movement between those story pieces now granted it would be up to the player on how much they wanted to or not explore but um you know i i think you know maybe we'll see that more in in future naughty dog games um but i i think overall like at least with the last of us i really like that sort of just like linear uh the the game is taking you on a very specific adventure and you know, so I, I think mostly I, I like that the majority of that game took that took that route. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the with with you saying that there's one big area that was similar to did either of you guys play Uncharted Lost Legacy? So there, no. it, without spoiling anything, there is one section of that game. Whoops, uh, that is quite large and gives you kind of an opportunity to explore. And it was interesting because, yeah, the other Uncharted games, like what we knew Naughty Dog for wasn't really like that, right? And uh, I I liked it, but it all, all it felt very barren and empty. It felt like a shot, Shadow of Colossus kind of open world of just this big area, but it's like there's nothing really there. And I felt that um, that was the one area that was the biggest that I was really glad to kind of see that. I do see what you're saying of some of the... the it was like that one area and there wasn't really, there was a lot, you know, different scales of how big areas were and stuff like that. But, um, nothing, nothing as substantial as that one section. And, um, I, yeah, I think, I think, uh, it would have been nice, but at the same time, I, I never felt like any area was too, I felt like that area was a good way to kind of, Okay, I'm just going to stop talking because I was going to go down a spoiler route. But <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I, I I think I was skeptical going in 
And coming out of it, I felt that the open areas provided a, a good way to, that felt realistic. Again, I'm going to be probably saying that a lot, but it just, it felt like more of a game that like, I didn't feel like I was boxed in by, you know, oh, there's crashed cars here. I can't go that way. If it was like, no, this is like overgrown, an overgrown city and everything felt like realistic of how you would tra traverse through a city um, because, you know, there there's things that happened in that 25 years or whatever since outbreak that would have, you know, made this open city not open anymore. And so it felt realistic to me. Um, but I, I get what you're saying, Adam. It's like you, you set that up in the first game. And so when you do get that opportunity in the second game to explore and you see, whoa, there's a lot more going on out here, it, it kind of is a little intimidating and you don't really know how to handle it because it's totally out of the comfort zone of what you're used to, especially with Naughty Dog games. So, yeah, And I think the beauty of, of a game like this is that you can do as much or as little exploring yeah. as you want to. Um, so if you are more like Adam and you prefer that uh, you know, straight linear path, you kind of know exactly where you need to go. Yeah. And if you don't, there's some, some good signposting that kind of leads you along the way uh, to the next uh, major, um, you know, story beat mm -hmm. or, or, you know, the next section. But I think that they did build in a lot more opportunity for exploration in this game, um, which is cool if that's your thing too. So mm -hmm. I think even if, you know, you're, you lean one way or the other, I don't think that should preclude you from playing the game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, moving along for the sake of time, let's, let's talk about how this game looked and, yeah, let's talk about the visuals and sound. So obviously, original soundtrack, uh, composer, uh, Gus, I think it's Gustav, let me just pull it up because I'm, uh, same composer uh, in this game from the second game. And mm -hmm. that's important because I felt like the music in The Last of Us is great at setting the tone and the mood for the game. And they continued that with the second game. Did you guys have any thoughts around the music or... Even the sound design in terms of, you know, uh, sound effects with weapons and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, they made music a part of the game in this one, and we'll, we'll leave it at that. But um, it's definitely, um, you know, the, the, the music in the first game was really good, and it was uh, definitely set the tone, like you said, Luke. Um, but I feel like in this game, they made the music... A, an integral part of not only the feel of the game, but, um, you know, the story. I mean, we obviously have seen in the trailers guitar as a, as a big thing in this game. Um, and so, um, you know, we'll leave it at that, like I said. But it it it, it kind of blew me away how, how in-depth the music actually was in this game and how um, not only did they use it to set the tone of, of different areas and evoke emotion out of you, but um you know kind of make it a part of the story as well mm -hmm. so i thought that was really interesting and then as far as like you know the voice acting and the the sound effects and that kind of stuff i mean it's it's top notch there's there's not a whole lot to say there it's it's some of the best i think that's out there and um yeah i mean props to all the voice actors and and the musicians that worked on this game because they they both killed it in their own ways Yeah, the the voice acting was was amazing. Um, again, they they got just a, a fantastic cast to uh, do the voice acting, and and I felt like every every voice felt 
uh, felt like it was just tailor made for for the character on screen, which was uh, absolutely wonderful and and really nice to, you know, it just it, you know, it just adds that extra level of immersion when you have really quality voice acting and it's not like, you know, some some like janky like cringy dialogue oh, and, yeah. and acting like yeah. they just they really nail it because i mean i think that with with you know the wrong voice acting it could take what was some some really great writing and and maybe turn it into something that felt uh cheap and um you know not not great um as far as like sound design um every sound that you hear in that game just feels like it means something mm-hmm. you know um, and it, it all feels very, again, very tailor made to, to the world that they've cr- created. And, and again, kind of that realism aspect of it, where everything felt sort of, sort of real as though you were kind of experiencing it. And, and again, like wearing headphones with the game just adds a, a great level of immersion mm-hmm. that when you hear those sounds, like, uh, you know, it can, can really, uh, affect you mm-hmm. and you know that's everything down to just you know the the minute just sort of uh, ambient noises down to you know the gunshots and you know some of them even just like melee strikes that you can do in combat as well as um, you know things things that happen in in some of the cutscenes, which you know I won't I won't talk about but yeah. um yeah, sound design is is incredible. The uh, the music, as as Garrett said, there's some really key elements where where music really stands out. Um, I feel like through just normal sort of like exploration, there there maybe either wasn't. I don't know if it was just silence or if the the music was just really sort of um, you know but behind the scenes or maybe quiet. I, I honestly I don't remember a lot of the a lot of music in this game aside from like certain key points Mm -hmm. and um you know maybe that's a testament that it just blended so well or um you know maybe there wasn't i I don't know i just somehow missed uh, i think some of the soundtrack to this game and and again it could just be that it was just it, it blended well with what was happening that it just kind of all was one cohesive experience Mm -hmm. but yeah everything sound related was just super well done the composer's name is gustavo santolala i believe is how it's (laughs) pronounced um and so yeah his typical style is acoustic guitar banjo kind of these um more natural sounding string instruments and stuff like that to kind of like I said, create tone and everything. And I think it is well blended, Adam, like watching Megan play and, and kind of hearing noises. It's like, since I know what's happening or what's about to happen in a certain cutscene she's watching, I'm now noticing a little bit more of that. And so I, it's, I, I think that, that at least that's how I see it is that it was well blended. Cause you're right. I, yeah. I can't necessarily think of specific moments, but I think the best part, and this was also in the first game, is they use music to, um, like, you you feel certain emotions, especially in cutscenes, and especially this game obviously plays with flashback sequences, and um, it likes to cut to black a lot, right, of leaving you with 
how you felt after just seeing something, right? Of just giving you a black screen and you're looking at your reflection in your TV or whatever and you're like, <laughs> what is the meaning of life right now? You know what I mean? Like it just, and it, it kind of creates that. And yeah, I think there are certain spots in the game that are purposely purposely quiet, right? And you're standing around and you just hear the wind blowing or um, I do like how the, the, the sound design went further to that with um, there are certain sections in the game where the the characters talk about stuff that's happening outside of what you, what you're witnessing and everything like that, and you can he- kind of hear the echoes of things happening in the environments that you're in. And I really like that. Uh, the headphones, like like we said, we all we all play with headphones. I made Megan play with headphones. Like it's a pretty much a must with this game, and it because not only does it set a good tone and it can make you hear uh it can impact you on that level it also kind of plays into the gameplay right especially the stealth of hearing clickers and hearing enemies um yeah like it it really felt like when my enemy or like when i would turn ellie i could hear the, the, the sound in my headphones would change in a, a way that I could kind of visualize where that enemy is without even seeing them. So I thought that, that that was done really well. And that's obviously particularly important with a stealth combat system. So, and then in, in regards to the voice acting, yeah, top notch. Like you said, Adam, when there's the, when they, when there's a, an indie type game or a game with uh, not a huge budget and they can't afford to have professional voice actors and you can tell like these aren't just people that um, are just providing dialogue for for the game like they're they're performing in it they're you, you and and how they um, perform it, it just it really, it goes. It goes more than just what you're seeing on screen. You hear in their voice, you know, moments of distress or um, moments of anger and joy or whatever it may be. Like it just it, it translates really well on in just terms of their performance from a, a voice perspective. And yeah, so huge shout out to them. I highly recommend that you go check out the kind of funny spoiler cast with Neil Druckmann, Ashley Johnson, and Troy Baker. Ashley Johnson voices Ellie and Troy Baker voices Joel. And it's funny hearing them as people <laughs> like talk. <laughs> and Ashley Johnson sounds very similar to Ellie, but Troy doesn't at all, right? And <laughs> it's it's cool not only hearing them and seeing how like, wow, I can I I, I don't associate like I, I i can when you when you know there's certain types of voice actors i guess that you see when you see the person talking you visualize their character and i think that they separated that really well and that just make makes it those characters stand on their their own even more so and yeah i i also just recommend that because they they give some context to certain scenes that they're performing that are really cool to kind of hear the motivations that they had as actors um behind certain scenes and stuff like that so um let's talk about the visuals so this game obviously so for myself i played the definitive version of last of us which looks great but it's a ps3 game right it's from 2013 we're seven years later how did you guys feel that this game looked 
remind me why I need a PS5 again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, this is one of the best looking games I think I've played on mm. PS4. Um, it's up there with Death Stranding. They both have their own style. But man, um, I have the base PS4, the launch model, and good lord, it looked good. Um, <laughs> I was I was honestly shocked. Um, it just, yeah, I mean, just from the way the water looks, um, the way that things look dirty, but they don't look like that typical video game dirty that's just kind of bland and muddy looking. It's, they, they look like they're actually old. They look weathered. Um, and then the facial animations, I mean, that's probably the most impressive thing mm-hmm. uh, in terms of visuals for me, at least, is just you get lost and, and at certain points and you forget you're, you're watching a game. You, you know, it almost seems like a movie. Um, and so, yeah, man, um, I can't, I can't wait to see once PS five is out and they, I'm hoping they release some sort of patch or something. They've got to right? um, that, that takes advantage of the power of that machine and good gosh, this game's going to look even more incredible at that point, I think. Um, but yeah, it, it's huge improvement over the even the remastered version of, mm-hmm. of the first game, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- this game looked incredible. Um, I think they they probably maximized exactly all the all the hardware they could out of the, the PlayStation 4 um, going into it. Like, I can't imagine that they could have done anything to make this game look or perform um, better than it did on the current hardware. And I was, I was playing on a PS4 Pro, and um, you know, another reason for wanting to use headphones is that this game did make my PlayStation sound like a jet engine. Like this thing was going to lift off into space, mm-hmm. uh, which <laughs> I don't remember the last game that that made it sound that loud. Like even Final Fantasy VII Remake, I don't think had that that level of, of uh, fan noise to mm-hmm. it, but mm-hmm. um, but they absolutely crushed it with the, the visuals, everything from, uh, you know, the cinematics to the character models, facial expressions, like Garrett was saying, uh, the, the, the scenery, um, you know, there's, there's some pretty great looking, you know, like vistas and, um, you know, just very scenic moments that they, they put in there just looked phenomenal. And, um, yeah, I, I really liked how they, how they did that, you know, areas that were, that were meant to look lived in, looked very lived in areas that were meant to, uh, feel more abandoned, uh, definitely felt that way. Like it was just great, uh, visual storytelling that goes along with it, that they, um, just absolutely nailed on the head with, with all the visuals that they put in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really liked how they utilize lighting. The game is kind of set up as even even from the trailers, it feels very dark and gray, but they use lighting in just the best ways to to tell the story and to to match what's going on when when things are really tense. uh, I think like they they do a good job at making the game look and feel uh, with how what's going on in the world. I, I think they play off each other really well. I think that, yeah, visually it looks great. I also played on a PS4 Pro. Uh, the fan was quite loud. It was almost like like sometimes I'll run my air conditioner <laughs> like while I have my headphones in, and it'll produce a little bit of white noise in the background. And I remember one night I was playing, and I was like, what? that?" And I lifted up one of my ear <laughs> earphones, and 
I'm like, oh my God, that thing is literally going to explode. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Like that, we joke about it, but that seems to be a, something that people noticed um, yeah. while playing this game. So yeah, that's another reason why to play, to put your headphones on for sure. But um, yeah, I just like, it, it looks really, really well. Like you said, Garrett, it is one of the best looking games I played on PS4. Um like I, I thought Death Stranding was that, but this game just looked great. Um, the facial mm-hmm. animations were, were like you said, on point, and um, I, I felt like they did a good job in 2013 with that. But it just again, even, even like emotions that Ellie had on her face told you how she was feeling or what she was thinking in that moment, and for for that to come across in a video game you know what i mean like that's something you think about when you're watching a movie and watching an actor act and show emotions on their face to mm-hmm. to show context into their mind and that was coming across in a video game like it just it blows my mind that we're at that point where like movies and are are kind of mixing in with video games and, uh, and they're they're forming this great relationship where we can have these points of gameplay but also these points of cutscenes and yeah, there's you. It does a great job of like, you don't know when you're going from gameplay to cutscene until like, you kind of get that third person action perspective of your character, right? If it wasn't mm-hmm. for that, it's seamless, right? They go back oh, yeah. and forth into that. You walk into a room, a cutscene starts, and it looks exactly like it did when you were walking down the hallway to that door, right? So, yeah, I want to. I I will say that I did actually encounter a bug. Um, I don't know if you guys encountered any technical like hiccups, but um, one of the characters was talking and their hands and arms were like not flush with like their clothing. So their arms <laughs> and hands were about three, four inches to the right of their sleeves on their shirt. <laughs> so it was just these floating hands kind of talking and their neck kind of <laughs> looked weird. It was almost like the character model had like had was separate from the clothing and it, they were kind of floating a little bit but so i was quite surprised to be honest but it was kind of a little bit comical so i i forgave it because it it was like at a moment that was just like pretty intense and <laughs> it was a great way to just like have some relief and have a little bit of of humor in a moment that was just like made you just feel like crap so uh, it didn't ruin the experience by any means, but it was just kind of one. I I I I don't know if anyone else saw any bugs or through their p- gameplay. I didn't didn't see anything like that. The the worst I saw was one time uh, saw like textures pop in like as soon as they went to a new scene. Mm. It was very blurry at first, and then all of a sudden like the high res textures popped in. Mm-hmm. And then one other time there was like a newspaper or a piece of trash or something on the floor, and it was like halfway between the floor and like on top of the floor and it oh, kept yeah. like flickering in and out yeah. kind of that was it though i mean yeah and that's pretty uh pretty remarkable for a game of this size and scope mm-hmm. yeah i'd say that that was pretty much about all i saw too was um you know just a li- little bit of texture pop in um but it wasn't it wasn't very frequent that it happened yeah maybe only a handful of times and then uh, what you saw with the newspaper, I actually had uh, a body of someone that 
I had taken down and they just kind of were um, sort of glitching, uh, you know, above and, and below the ground. It was it was kind of weird to see. And then after I had beaten the game, I was watching uh, one of the streamers that I follow play through. And there was a there was a scene where uh, I don't know, for whatever reason, uh, one of Ellie's arms was like super skinny, like it was like. <laughs> pencil thin skinny like it was just it was remarkably <laughs> tiny and it just was was very like is very noticeable and it was just again kind of like you were saying luke it was just like it was just kind of comical um you know it was a very tense moment but at the same time like you couldn't help but you know so people were making jokes in in chat and it reminded me of was it scary movie two where the guy has like the, yes, the bum yeah. hand he's like <laughs> yes. take my strong hand like that was yeah. like the thing that popped into my head um, oh so yeah, it was just, you know, little, little things like that. But I mean, overall it was, it was pretty smooth. Yeah, for sure. The, the one thing I'll say playing these games back to back was that one thing I noticed a lot in the first, uh, last of us was that, you know, sometimes when you're walking around, the characters will be talking to each other. And when I would turn and like, look at someone when they were talking, it, they wouldn't look in my direction and the facial animations were kind of just very plain Mm -hmm. but i noticed instantly in this game that if you turn around when someone's talking to you they turn their head they look at you and they're still like emoting with their face Mm -hmm. as they speak even during gameplay segments and so just just there's just a little detail that like i noticed the first time kind of bugged me because you know 2013 game um playing in 2020 but yeah no there's just looking at it um in in the second game i was like yeah, they definitely fixed that, and, and it, it was noticeable for me, and, and it did a lot to help with the immersion. Yeah, that really stood out when, I don't know if you guys ever tried photo mode. I didn't, I typically don't really play around with photo modes. I did, like, a crap ton in Spider-Man, because that was just cool, taking, like, dope-ass oh, shots yeah. of him, yeah, like, Spider-Man was awesome. in the different suits, and, yeah. Selfies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah, and I only took... A handful of photos through my gameplay but yeah you would turn the camera and see ellie's face or see another character's face and they would have like an expression on their face and you think you play through the whole game looking at their back for the most of the time and you don't see what what they're doing um and how they're reacting to things so that extra little detail in there is is work that i think pays off and really makes it feel like a more well-rounded experience and more realistic to what's going on right mm-hmm. especially like ai too even like i felt like the ai um again this has nothing to do with visuals but just like the ai reacted in a way that seemed accurate to what was going on right they people were talking about it a bit online of how they would call out names to try and like humanize the people that you're killing and um mm-hmm you know, whatever your opinion is on that. Like it, it just felt like the AI was really realistic in that sense too. And, and showed expression and reacted to things in the, the world as they were happening, which was cool. Yeah. There was only a couple instances where the classic video game thing of like, this character's supposed to be over here, but yeah. I made it here before them. Yeah. I only saw that like once or twice and you know, that happens a lot in, in games. So that was pretty impressive to, they kind of seamlessly, get all the chess pieces in place yeah. before the next next scene starts. So I'm going to conclude 
this review uh, with a couple points. What we're going to do is we're going to start with talking about our dislikes and then we'll kind of wrap it up with a conclusion, maybe rate it. So what did you guys dislike about this game? I'll start with you, Adam. So I think for me, probably my biggest beef with this game is is the length. Um, 25 hours isn't isn't a huge time investment, but I think if they would have shortened it by like five hours, which I think they could have, um, I think I think that would have made it a lot better. Um, there were certain parts of the game where I feel like they easily could have uh, maybe just taken out like uh, you know a couple encounters because it did feel like there was maybe more encounters than there needed to be, um, and, and it did kind of feel like uh, Garrett Garrett kind of took the words out of my mouth when he he was describing the the first game, but uh it, there did come a time for me where it was the the combat was just a vehicle for me to get to the next story piece mm-hmm. and so i think if they could have made things a little bit more concise um that would have gone a, a longer way for me and um it, not really a dislike but again just you know the the combat is just not my style like the mm-hmm. the stealth and resource management is just not my style of gameplay but it was worth going through um for the story of this game so yeah. I, I think that's that's really about it um, uh, as far as things that I can talk about on this episode. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I, I would say that that's really like the only only main things I think. I think cutting it the length down, I think, could have gone a long way. Yeah, I, I think I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, I don't know that it bothered me to the same degree that it did, Adam, but I um I think there were sections that were less than ideally paced. Um, I think there were some sections where it felt like there was a lot of combat right in a row. And then other sections where there was a lot of walking around kind of exploring. And I feel like they could have maybe shuffled the dice a little bit or shuffled the deck a little bit, I guess, and, and kind of intertwine those. And it, it's really a specific point that, that we'll talk about on the spoiler cast, I'm sure. Um, but it's uh yeah that's really my my main main complaint was just um i feel like they could have shaved a couple hours off and still had a a great game and maybe even a better game for me i mean i i really tried hard to pull things that i didn't like about the game and i this is like several days removed from after completing it and i'm still having a hard time of finding things that i dislike now i think there are certain points in the game that I could critique and I could, you know, oh, that's not how I feel it should be or whatever. But those are more subjective. I think if we're just looking at the, I I felt like you guys talk about the pacing and the combat. I understand where most people would come in, get that impression. And and I understand that for me in, in a lot of those points, I... It felt, I don't know if it was deliberate or not, but I just felt that those moments did a great job at making me feel like, look at all that Ellie or I as the player is going through to reach certain objectives and to move this story along. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it it didn't necessarily feel to me as like filler in, in between certain plot points. It felt like me, to me, it felt like setting up how much the these characters that you're interacting like what everything that they're going through to really add some more depth um and to to give you to to play with your emotions so when those big thing moments happen it's not just like 
oh, that crazy thing happened. And okay, let's move on. What am I doing next? Like it's shaking you because it's like, look at everything and they, I know, and they, however they react to it, however that all what you work towards ended up being it, it like i think that 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 it played well together at least for me so i i uh but i totally understand where you guys are coming from i mean even talking to megan and some other people that who have played it i'm chatting with they 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 get that um and yeah it's um i like that it was a little longer but it it, it did catch me off guard for sure because it is it's, it's a lot longer than the first game and uh, when people were saying that it was taking about 25 hours, I was like, crap, what the hell are you going to do for the 25 hours, right? Like, it's like, but I I think it all made sense to me once I completed the game. So, um, but yeah, other than that, really, yeah, I really don't have anything poorly to say about it. So, um, now do you guys, let's, let's kind of wrap up here, our review, give our closing thoughts. If you guys want to give it a rating out of 10, I mean, that's completely up to you. So, Garrett, I'll, I'll start with you. Yeah. Um, rating out of 10 is really hard for me. Um, I'm kind of like, I kind of like the Metacritic scale out of 100. So, I guess I'll do nine, nine point something because uh, I don't think it's perfect. Um, like I said, I did have some, some issues with some of the pacing. Um, Let's go with like a 9.8. I mean, I think like nice. the good in this game absolutely outweighs the bad. And those few little sections that we'll talk about, I feel like aren't enough to make it a bad game by any means. So, mm. um, yeah, 9.8 is, is where I'll, I'll settle, I think. All right. Adam? So for me, I, I'm, I'm really torn on this Um because I, I think, you know, I, I definitely wouldn't say that the game's a masterpiece. Um, I, I even struggle to define whether I would say I really, really like it or I love it. Um, you know, that's kind of a fine line to, to, to walk, I think. Um, I just, you know, with the, the length of it and the, the combat style not really being my cup of tea and then some of, uh, some of, the things that you you come across um it didn't really work for me as well the same way that it worked for other people um although i i think it's you know i would still say it's a must play mm -hmm. uh that it, it is a uh you know a, a gaming requirement <laughs> just like the first game was for sure but i think it it didn't fill the shoes of the first game and which i totally expected or i i personally felt going into it is that it probably would not and i believe that it did not um i think that this is a game that probably doesn't need to exist but i'm glad that it does because it was a really it was a really good experience um and so so yeah i i think i would gosh i'm looking at maybe I, i'll i'll say nine is where I would put it. Interesting. Okay. Because I think weren't you at a different number earlier? I was. I was. Yeah. I was really thinking eight point five. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was. I was really thinking eight point five. Just kind of going off of a uh, like a twenty point scale, if yeah. you will. So not yeah. getting into the finer decimals, yeah. but um, 
Yeah, I, w- I was kind of leaning 8.5 and 9, but I think a little bit of retrospect having played and just kind of putting my own personal, uh, you know, issues aside. Granted, you know, it's everyone's review or, or mm-hmm. scale is going to yeah. be based on their personal opinion. Mm-hmm, but totally. I think um, it, I think 9 seems like a a good sort of between of myself versus like what the game actually is. Right. Okay. Hmm. Now I, you know, I had a hard time thinking about like reviewing, giving this game a a score. I think like there's a lot of discussion that we don't need to get into the nitty gritty of like just the, the discussion around giving game scores and stuff like that. I think when it comes down to it, I would always say that don't ever like base your opinion on whether you get a game or whether you think a game is going to be good or not based on a score because I I really think you need to hear the context of a review and so I think there's so many people that rushed to see what a game gets and judge it based based off of that and you know we see things like I like I look at Death Stranding for example is a great example IGN the biggest video game website gave it like a 6.7 or something but to me that game's mm-hmm. like a 9 out of 10 it did everything I wanted it to do, and it was a great experience. Um, for me, if I were to give it a 10 out of 10, I got to say I would give it a 10 out of 10. Now, I wouldn't say that this game, a 10 out of 10 means it's perfect, there's no flaws, but to me, this game did everything that I wanted to do. It did way more than that, and I am so impressed with the story it told and how it told it, and just everything that was in between that i i felt like it it mattered and it made an impact on on me um in terms of the characters the story even the gameplay and how that felt and how i played that it just it i it was memorable to me um you know i don't throw saying a 10 out of 10 out, out very frequently you know I think back to the last game I really, 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 really enjoyed was Red Dead Redemption 2. I played that game for like 80 hours. And that was a game I felt was pretty freaking long, but I also gave it a little bit of uh, some leeway because it was an open world game. And uh, But I still had gripes with that game, you know? And yeah, I just like, there, there I don't really, see, I can't really say anything that I didn't like about it. I, um, you know, and... That's just how I feel about it. You know what I mean? Maybe when I play it through a second time, my opinion might change. Um, it's interesting watching Megan play it because uh, there's certain moments or certain scenes I see and I'm getting that same reaction, that feeling of how I felt watching it the first time. So the fact that it's getting me on a second go go around just watching it is like is, is impressive to me. So um, yeah, like... I at the start of this year, Cyberpunk 2077, most anticipated game of the year. Um, still, my most anticipated game of the year. I can't wait for that game, but it's gonna take a lot for that game to because like I this is like so far my game of the year. Um, but th- there's still a lot of year left. We're still far out from holiday and uh, the the launch of next gen, and I could be surprised, but. Um, just so impressed i i uh yeah i can't wait to talk about the spoiler cast uh, on all the things i want to talk about because there's some great moments in this game so so yeah uh 
in consensus, I would say we all recommend this game. I, I highly recommend uh, anyone who played the first one. If you haven't played this one, I don't know why. If you have your opinions on it based on what's kind of been circulating online, I think you just need to go and check it out for yourself um, because it's an experience. It's something that I don't think can be summed up with a review. You really need to play it and see firsthand what we're talking about. So, um, Any other thoughts, guys, or are we good to, to wrap it? We've said everything we wanted to say in this review. Yeah, I'll just say that, you know, like to what you just said, Luke, you know, if you think you've gotten something spoiled out of this game, play it anyways, because mm-hmm. in context and in the, the course of the story and what the ramifications of the things you may or may not have had spoiled for you are, it's going to make a lot more sense and it's going to um, hit you hit you different, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of people that are rushing to, you know, talk crap about this game have not even played it first off and if they have they've gotten to a point that they disagree with and then they quit playing the game because i think if people had seen the game through they could not in in good faith give it a a negative review Mm -hmm. and that's that's my personal opinion um maybe i'm wrong maybe there are people that have completed the game and just really don't like it but um yeah i'm sure there are um but you know i would just say that even if you think you know you know what's going on in this game, I guarantee you there are things you do not know are going on, and things that will shock you and things that will move you. And so I would just say, give the game a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said. I, I I agree with that. Yep. Right on. So, yeah, that's our review of The Last of Us Part Two. I want to thank everyone for checking out this special episode of Games Are Fun. It would mean the world to us if you could retweet, share this episode with someone who you think would enjoy it. Uh, We're always welcoming new listeners. So thank you so much for checking out this episode. Uh, Reminder to tune in at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on July 6th for the spoiler cast. That's when that episode is going to air. Please don't listen to it until you've completed the game. But uh, once you do that, once you beat it, come back, check it out. Make sure to follow the show on Twitter at GamesAreFunPod and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash GamesAreFunPodcast, even though Facebook sucks. (laughs) Um, And Adam, where can people follow you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at AdamPalooza85. Garrett, how about yourself? I'm on Twitter at LPPanther. Awesome. You can follow me at Luke Allen Arm. This has been Games Are Fun. Thanks again for listening, and we will talk to you guys later.